0: Uh, hi, this is Ian Adama, the writer and director of the fan film Moon Knight Origins. You're yes. listening to the Into the Night Moon Knight podcast.
1: Yes, loony listeners, welcome back. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Night Podcast. This is a special bonus episode, and uh, you are joined by your high priest Conchu Ray. Good day, everyone. And I thought I'd I'd slip this little one in there, uh, just because. Hey, Conchu wants us to do shows based on the phases of the moon, but I wanted to get these guys in quick sticks, so you'll be listening to. A spotlight on Moon Knight Origins, a fan film. And I have with me two um, great guests here. Our first writer and director, Ian Adama and, and the, the actor playing Mark Spector, Steve Huff. Welcome both guys.
0: Thank you. Excited
1: to be here.
0: Cool, cool. Well,
1: yeah. I'm very excited as well to, to chat about your, your fan film. Um, first off, of course, a big, uh, shout-out and a thank you to our sponsors, so our gracious patrunis, those listed as co-producers and executive producers on each of our episodes. Uh, these are the Patreon members who have, you know, throw some coin our way. So a big thank you to Daniel, Justin, Derek, Kyle, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Anthony, and Michael. Thank you so much. Also, Fringe Night by Daniel Doing, an original indie comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own mysterious superhero, and, of course, our other two custodian sponsors, Hello Headphones, empowering gamers to play at their best, and Dreamland Comics from Illinois, the superhero Superstore. Well, gentlemen, um, I am very happy that you are both uh, both here for this show. Um, Moon Knight Origins. Now, this is cool. We've had uh, some fan films, and I've chatted with some directors and writers before on their fan films. Um, but I guess... Um, Ian, would you like to let the listeners know a bit about Moon Knight Origins first and uh and you know how it came about?
0: Uh yeah. Uh so it's, it's always interesting kind of trying to approach a fan film in the first place, you know, because you're you're approaching a you know, a copyrighted IP. Um but Moon Knight was kind of one of those characters that for me personally I remember finding out about, I think actually probably from seeing a comic at the library. Um, but it would have been, uh, probably somewhere, somewhere in the not nineties. Um, but I, I remember it, it was when they really started getting Moon Knight to be grittier and it fascinated me. And after that for a long time, I just kind of forgot about Moon Knight. But then after time, I remember it was like, this guy was really awesome. And it, was really one of my favorite characters thinking back. And uh, probably about six years ago, Steve and I met. um, And, uh, you know, over time talking, found that, you know, he was also a really big Moon Knight fan. Um, And as someone, a writer and director uh, myself over the years, uh, it was one of those characters that once we started talking, when I started thinking about a fan film, I was like, this would be really awesome. And Steve had been working on cosplays for Moon Knight. And so we just started talking more and more about doing it. And we just finally recently got to a point where we were able to move forward on something. Um, But it was something I really thought of when I was thinking about what direction to take between resources and finances and even just what's been put out there. Uh, I realized nobody had really attempted to explore the origin story on screen. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the direction of, I wanted to take the direction of, you know, what have we not seen on screen since they did at least start putting stuff, you know, in animated shows, you know, like Spider-Man and stuff on Disney. Um, but not really live action. But then it's also really weird right now because we're making this fan film <laughs> in the process of Disney having announced and continuing to announce more about their show. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that daunting in any way? I mean, like you've, you've got the wheels rolling, so to speak already, but like mm. it must feel, you know, like, Oh, this is, uh, is that a blessing?
0: Do you think, or do you think it, it's, uh, something else? Um, I think it's a blessing and a curse, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in just the sense that when you're making a fan film, when the, people who officially own that IP are suddenly making it at the same time, you kind of have this gap of people who want to see fan films, but also at the time kind of want to wait to see what Marvel does. Mm-hmm. And first, because a lot of times people make fan films after the fact of something coming out. Right. But at the same time, it's a bit of a blessing because Moon Knight already being a lesser-known character to a lot of people from Marvel, Disney also pushing that garners more attention already Mm -hmm. for people to hear, you know, oh, I heard about Disney doing that. Let's find out more. Yeah, that's true. That's true as
1: well. I mean, it's so interesting because, as you say, he is very, uh, well, probably in the in the months and the years to come he'll, he'll be a lot more well known but he's a very obscure character so when you mentioned that you had that common thread with steve uh it it's, seems that it's such a kind of rare thing you know to bump into someone mm-hmm. that actually likes him or not. steve you so you cosplayed uh and and you followed the comics as well
2: i did you know i uh I really started getting into Moon Knight back with the the whole volume two, yeah, the Fist of shoe. Oh wow, awesome! <laughs> Good, wow. yeah, yeah. Back in the the early '80s, mm-hmm. yeah. and I actually, I I do remember as a younger kid reading the issue of uh, Werewolf at Night or Werewolf by Night where he he first pops up. Mm. Um, but you know it was. It, it, again, it was a character that I, I kind of liked because he wasn't, you know, as flashy, you know, and, and as, you know, he, yes, he has superpowers, but the that kind of goes back and forth how, how much he or how little and, and whatnot. So, you know, he wasn't just like your regular character. And then, of course, over the years, he got a little different and. Uh, Like Ian, I had kind of drifted out a little bit, and then getting back into comics and all of that as an adult um, really started getting more into it. And then, I mean, we've been talking about making a Moon Knight project probably since we met. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, we're finally getting around to doing it right when, like he was saying, you know, the Marvel one is going to come out. Uh, But, you know, we're we're just going to press ahead and, you know, I, I always wanted to. I was always fascinated by the character, so I always wanted to kind of explore a little bit more about you know, the man behind the mask. I guess.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're, what you're saying, and I think it is a, a blessing because it will generate kind of a little bit of a like an interest in 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 the fan films as well. Like you know, um, it's not like just this totally obscure character that people are not to where like, who the hell is this guy? Why would I even bother checking this out, you know, if they come across, say, your teaser? Uh, but now there's a little bit more exposure for him, which is good. There's a new comic book series out. Uh, of course, all of this is generated by Marvel to, to get their big snowball of a a marketing thing happening uh, for Moon Knight. So it's all good for for the fans. Um, And you mentioned, so with Moon Knight Origins, uh, you have some funding uh, like in place through Indiegogo. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Um, Yeah, so I think one of the especially hardest parts about trying to do a fan film in L.A., Is unlike some other parts of the country, because so much film happens out here, there's a lot more restrictions Mm -hmm. um, and it's a lot harder to get things without funding, Um, even locations, you know, that in some places, you know, that you might just show up and they're like, oh, yeah, just let us know what you're doing. You know, as long as we know you're cool in L.A., even if it's outside of the city, just in California, most of the time it's unless you're, you know, like a really tiny indie crew flying under the radar doing just like normal stuff they want you know money for permits or insurance or you know something else Mm -hmm. uh so on top of that you know building costumes and props and everything else essentially the idea of the indiegogo was to assist with being able to especially cover Initially, those things like locations Mm -hmm. and props and costume materials, as well as also, you know, being able to compensate number of people working because, you know, we have a lot of industry professionals, Mm -hmm. you know, assisting us in this project. Um, But uh, that's the other thing that's always interesting, too, about a crowdfunding campaign is they're so common now Mm. that there there is a a interesting learning curve there when it comes to getting it out to people and you know getting people to see it who aren't necessarily just your friends and family yeah um because so much of it really comes down more to anything to who can you get to see it Mm -hmm. um and so that that's been an especially for me an interesting learning curve because i've done a couple other uh, crowd funds for just my own personal projects but this is the first one that it's like you know i knew there was a fan base there mm. um and i've basically been doing most of the social media outreach myself which is not my primary forte
1: so, well i'm sure you've got plenty on your plate already ready to oh, then have yes. to deal with like social media stuff and and getting the name out there so i mean you're doing you're doing a great job i mean uh Looney listeners, there will be links in the show notes, of course, to where you can uh, find the IndieGoGo page, and uh, that also has a link to the teaser. And, and And Ian and Steve, I've just got to say, the teaser looks fantastic. I mean, you're talking about locations. Uh, I always wonder because uh, I fund you know a couple of like Kickstarters and stuff, um, and, and GoFundmes as well, and and generally they have to bring to the table similar to like yourself, as uh, like a you know, a teaser, you know, and, and has to kind of look good and bring them in and locations look awesome, look very cool in your teaser as well. I love the scope of it. Um, so I guess, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I'm assuming then that you have to invest in early on. Uh, there's only so far that. You can ask favors of mates. Um, but as you say as well, I guess in, in, in LA, it's a lot harder to get those locations. So, um, I, I think with all those kind of restrictions, you, you guys have done really well so far. Uh, let's hope that, you know, you can, you can push on with, with the funding in the Indiegogo page. Uh, how, how long have they got? How long have we got for, um, for funding?
0: Uh, so the campaign ends on August 19th.
1: August 19th okay cool well this will yes, come out time. uh pretty soon i uh, I'm aiming for either uh, the the tenth or the eleventh of August uh so it's i believe it well it's the it's a ninth I might be I'm ahead of you I'm in the future here guys so
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry so so by the time this comes out we'll have about a week to, yep. to finish pushing it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, um, and I'll, I'll plug it
1: on our social media platforms as well. And Looney's definitely check it out. It's, I've been plugging it for the last few weeks, um, in, in our shows, uh, and there have been links in our show notes. So hopefully, uh, it's, it's picked up a few, uh, a few interested parties, but we'll, we'll go and see. Um, now I guess you mentioned as well previous works, uh, but I'll, I'll jump to Steve, um, first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, before, before jumping onto Moon Knight Origins, uh, what were the other, Kind of sort of projects you had been working on uh, in the lead up to it. Are you are you an action guy, or uh, you mentioned uh, off off air that you are a, a stunt uh, choreographer as well? So yeah, what what sort of genre do you lean towards?
2: Um, so I uh, I'm a fight choreographer mainly. Fight Sorry, yep. And uh, like I do a lot of movement. Uh, one of the things that I kind of specialize in is working with people on not just uh you know the the moves of the fight, but how to move like a seasoned fighter. Um you know, a good example of that is, you know, like if if that high level assassin walks into the room, even if you know they're not drawing a gun or whatever, you know, the the audience should be able to to look and say, Oh, that that's the badass, right? Just by the mm-hmm. way it's moving. Um, and a lot of times it's just things that people that have training you know, there's a certain way they move, um, so that's kind of what I do. Is I I build fights, uh, but then I'll also like go beyond and help the actors with, uh, you know, moving like they've been doing it for years. Um, and then uh, from time to time, I'm an actor myself, and you know, I I tend to stick to the the action genre.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think anybody's going to see me as romantic lead anytime soon. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, it sounds like as well. Like you've got a an involved uh, role in at least uh, you know Moon Knight Origins. Having to, do you find it difficult to to juggle the two, being the lead in this as well as having to, I guess, uh, have an oversight of potentially all the other characters that are involved in in fights.
2: Um, well, it it is it is difficult, um, but again, it's one of those things where it comes back to it's a passion project. Mm-hmm. You know, i I'm, I'm coming off of a 98-hour work week. Uh, oh, holy moly. <laughs> and uh, going right back into building props and, and getting things ready. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing this. So, you know, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's hard. But it, it's worth it when it's something that you really enjoy doing. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times you do what you have to do to be able to do what you want to do. And this is one of those things where you know I put in the extra hours because I really want to see this done.
1: Mm.
2: And I didn't mind the fact that you know, like you were speaking about locations. You know, we're we're driving four and a half hours out to a location, and like Ian was saying, none of us are getting paid for this. This mm. is all you know, because we wanted it to look like it looks. You know, yes. You're not going to get that just anywhere. Um, so. You know, part of what makes it difficult with this project is we're we're really being meticulous and we're really trying to do it right. Um, and if that means we get three or four hours of sleep a night, then <laughs> so- as long as it looks good.
1: Well, I, I guess, you know, with three or four hours sleep, Steve, you can pull off that, you know, really dogged look of Mark Specter that's required from time to time. So. <laughs>
2: that's <laughs> When we were in the desert, and I was like, "You are you are you ready for me to tap into crazy?" Because I'm
1: right. <laughs> yeah. So "Come on, Ian, let me know when you want crazy. I'm ready. I'm ready for <laughs> it." <laughs> um, Ian, uh, previous works as well. You've mentioned you, you've had other independent, like um, um, creator-owned works. Um, what what were they? Like, what some of, what were some of them?
0: Yeah. Uh, so I've done numerous short films. Uh, I've also done one indie feature that. I mean, since then I've, I've learned a ton cause that was like eight, nine years ago now that I did that. Uh, but a lot of it, I, most of my shorts tend to be 20 minutes or less, uh, usually somewhere between 10 to 20 minutes, but a variety of, you know, drama, fantasy, uh, psychological thriller. Uh, my, my big two things I love the most are psychological thriller and uh fantasy mm-hmm. Which is funny because thinking about Moon Knight, you know, realistically you could tap into a lot of the, the psychological side, but just with the current resources I found that like I, I could I could potentially, yeah, draw draw out an origin short film and just make it crazy long, but there's a reality that you know, at some point you've got to make it concise into a point or else you lose everybody's interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just didn't work with what this story was to include a lot of the psychological multiple personality aspects that I would have really loved to include. Um, but I, I think especially having loving that idea of psychological thriller and having done some of that in the past, uh, St- still leans into putting that into some of the subtleties of even directing Steve into you know that this is how we should you know work on exploring the different personalities mm-hmm. of Mark Spector you know of what we are able to which in this one we're we're trying to explore Mark Spector Moon Knight and Jake Lockley.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well actually that I was going to ask as well then uh for the origins uh look the, the uh I guess the premise is on the is on the tin there (laughs) origins (laughs) um but like how like how far did you go with it like um I'm just kind of thinking I I say for instance like Steve in that teaser your costume of of Mark walking in the desert to me reminds me a lot of the Lemire run I'm not sure whether if that was where you took that kind of costume leaning from um are there any like twists of your own to, to the origins, uh, to the story that you're telling, or um, are there particular runs where you take great leanings towards or influences from?
2: Well, we've kind of been pulling from all over. Um, but yes, good catch on that. It uh, <laughs> was kind of where I... It was a cross between what do I have in the costume closet and <laughs> going through and uh it was like one of those where I was like I can pull that look off
1: and well, you're know, also it's very good at monji sorry
2: but that, that's one of the things I'm also looking at stuff always as a cosplayer so what can I yeah. what can I wear to a con and a costume of myself as somebody that how, how easier does it get
1: <laughs> That'd be good I case reckon- if you wear that costume to a cosplay, like that Mark Specter in the desert, you'll get so many points for from Moon Knight fans just going, wait, I know, I know that." I know that. Um, that'd be really cool. Uh, yeah, so you, you draw on uh, from a lot of people, and you're saying, uh, Ian, uh, you, you're keeping it, which is not uncommon with a lot of the the comic book runs where they do focus on one aspect and not necessarily try and encapsulate everything. Um, so. Mm. Were were there anything? Uh, was there anything beyond like Moon Knight that you you both maybe research, researched on? Uh, in particular, what it seems to be with his origins, uh, the Egyptian side of things. Was there anything that you you kind of looked into with Conchu and 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 that? Does that any of that inform the, the overall plot?
0: Um, I, story wise, I, I mean, I've always been a little fascinated by Egyptology. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will admit for this, I didn't do necessarily tons of research into uh, extra stuff outside of the Moon Knight comics. Um, though there is a lot of stuff, e- even the more I even see, you know, stuff in Egypt of, you know, old Egyptian tombs and everything else that sometimes I'm like. I kind of wish we would have just been able to go film something in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but but I mean as a whole, it's like I I, I think I, I mainly focused on just the idea uh, from specifically from the comics of just that I you know the origin of Mark Spector reviving under Conchu. Uh, but something I I did purposely want to do in this, like in the comics, um, except for. I think some of the I think it was like one of the Avengers runs where he actually got really mystical. For the most part, it Mm -hmm. actually has been that, you know, we don't know actually for sure if Conchu gave him powers or not. Yeah. Um, And I was really liked that mysterious aspect. Uh, So having him out there in the desert, you know, on his own. Dying and then reviving kind of leaves that mystery because it's it's like that idea of the, you know, the unreliable narrator. Yes. Um, And so I just kind of really took that approach. But then also at the same time, in my mind, having this idea that, you know, yes, there is this power from the moon that the moon is, you know, affecting things going on. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, I I think that's um really. I mean, a lot of learnies myself as well. I I love that aspect of it. Um, granted, as you say, in in that latest um Jason Aaron Avengers run, we do. I mean, Conchu is established and he's well known. He's actually, I mean, for God's sake, he's he's in a prison on Asgard, so he's he's very real. I I always like that kind of classic thing of uh that obscurity of, did Mark really die and be brought back, get resurrected by Conchu in the desert, or did he kind of like you know just fall down of fatigue and he somehow recovered and he thinks he was revived and he thinks he's got conchu mm-hmm. um you know having his back and that so i i i love that idea but yeah i mean that that's cool by then also tapping into uh the i guess the mystery of the moon and, and potential mm-hmm. um having that fine line that's a really interesting uh interesting take uh, steve with preparing for the role as well like so both of you I mean, obviously a well-adept with the, with the comics and, and, you know, drawing all the way back from uh, Two Fist of Conscious, Steve. But was there anything that you did um, in particular to prepare for the role uh, in addition to basically knowing about the comics? So
2: one of the things that I was really looking forward to doing with this character is drawing on my, my background as a martial artist being fortunate enough to have reached a point in my own training where I was being invited around the world to teach. And that opportunity to uh, study a lot of the different fighting arts. Um, In college, uh, you know, I I was a history major and I've always kind of been able to put my interest in martial culture and ancient cultures and societies. You know, I've always been interested in how and why fighting systems develop, you know, as much as what they are. Um, So with this, I started looking at uh, the different personalities, and I wanted to kind of give each, you know, each side of the character their own fighting style. You know, they have their own personalities. So when, when you see Moon Knight move, and he's Moon Knight, it's going to be different than when you see the way Jake Lockley moves. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the things that we were really, you know, that Ian and I were exploring. It's like looking at these characters. Well, you know, what are their personalities? What do we see? And then, you know, how would they fight? How would they respond to a situation? Um, So really just kind of looking at that and then picking kind of different fighting styles for them. And then, uh, for me, I started really looking into a lot of uh, Egyptian fighting arts. Oh, um, nice. um, especially some of the old uh, ancient Egyptian stick fighting arts, like uh, tatib, um, which is still done today like a uh, more like a ceremonial type of, of dance, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes back to a combative type of, of stick fighting. So when we see any truncheon or baton work, you know, I'm I'm really trying to base those movements uh, in that style, uh, from what I've been able to see on that style. Um, so yeah, just really want to to find that ability to show these are different people, and you know they're not just he's putting on a suit, but he's you know then doing a, a different voice and now. You know, but he kind of moves to say it's still this no, like he really becomes somebody different mm. in, in these different characters. And I wanted that to not just come across, you know, as, as an actor, but also in their movement. And as a fight choreographer, I want those fights to tell a story. Now, I want you to know when he has the fist of vengeance, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's that's really cool. I think it's uh, another level of because I always think it must be so gratifying as an actor, and and I'm I'm no no actor, so I've never been in the in the position. But um, to to play Mark Specter, I mean, how juicy your role is that you get to to explore all these different characters as well. But on top of that, um, and I think that really does um, I mean, it's it really does uh, help sell the character, uh, and you've got that advantage of of uh, being a fight choreographer. So it's the movement. The different movements, um, you know, the different ticks, that sort of stuff for each of the personalities. Uh, I think will go a long way. I I can't wait to um <laughs> to to see it. Uh, hopefully, you know, touch wood. Uh, speaking of which, we have, uh, as you mentioned, the the multiple personalities. Or so we got Stephen, Jake, and Mark. Um, Ian, who who else uh, is involved in Moon Moonlight Origins? Uh, for those that may not have seen, say your indiegogo page or your instagram Mm. um who else is in the in the cast
0: they can i don't don't want no spoilers but (laughs) yeah 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 um so so we're in the process of uh casting actually a gina nice um so so we will have gina uh we also um will have um some extra mercenaries who you know essentially are are the mercenaries you know working with Mark and Bushman on that initial, you know the, that that mm-hmm. initial time when they're out in the desert, but also our uh, our our interesting spin on casting, which kind of came in the midst of approaching a um fan film in the midst of a pandemic uh, was for the Crawley character uh, because we we were finding we were having a really hard time uh essentially casting right off of, you know, who C- Crawley is directly in the comics, you know, as this mm-hmm. older, almost crudgy looking homeless dude. Um, so we started talking, you know, about what to do because, you know, and I felt Crawley, you know, is this very important character, and you know, street informant. Uh, so we ended up discussing and decided to go in this direction of, um, essentially making Crawley younger
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and then also making Crawley uh, essentially almost more like a um, uh, with uh, we we were basically in between going with an actress or an actor. It could have gone either way. And we mm-hmm. ended up going with this actress. So we, that we ended up going in this uh, very like almost Selena Kyle okay. type of direction. Uh, so we have a Crawley, but it, it's, and, and it's still very much the heart of that character uh, with that street informant character. And I've still I've taken still a lot of stuff from the comics with even working dialogue between Jake and Crawley with, you know, giving information mm-hmm. um, so that fans will still be able to see it there. But it's just it's it's one of those funny things when you think about casting and the direction that it can go and just how. You know, uh, circumstances can just throw a loop. Yeah, Yeah, that um, no, for sure. But that th- those are our our major ones. Oh, and we also do have uh, Peter and um, uh, Marlene. Marlene, yeah, yeah, cool. So the, the, those are pretty much the characters.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and fact, I guess I've, sorry. And
2: in fact, um, for Marlene, we have. Uh, a pretty well-known cosplayer genevieve murray okay uh, from genevieve murray cosplay and uh very talented the the cast is amazing i'm, I'm so excited to work with the rest of them
0: yeah, yeah, I and, yeah. oh yeah. I, I i actually realized i completely forgot to mention we will have bushman
1: yes oh well i was about to say look as uh <laughs> um he's got to be in their mix somewhere but um yeah, yeah. i'm sorry steve uh, <laughs> We should say
2: anything or not? I'm, I'm like, ah, oh, do we keep him secret? Or I not? know. But yeah, we do. No, I, we, yeah,
0: we, no, I, I feel like we're, it's important.
2: Looking at for Bushman, um, and, and yeah, he is definitely going to make an epic appearance.
1: Nice, excellent. Yeah. Um. Well, just on the fact, uh, Steve, that you mentioned um, of Marlene, Genevieve, um, and you know, albeit she's not here to. To, to back herself up here, but, like, um, so how, how did you find, like, working with her, like, does she, has she done some acting, like, before, um, you know, mate, or cosplay, or is this her first time acting? Um, she's
2: actually done uh, quite a few things. Mm-hmm. I had worked with her on a feature film that uh, is in post-production now, just finishing up some VFX. Um, that I, I guess the best way I can explain that one is it it's uh if Kung Fury got a little weirder. Um, <laughs> an action film.
1: Cool.
2: <laughs> um yeah. so she played one of the villains in there. Uh and uh yeah, I've, I've worked a few times with her um doing uh live stage shows for Stan Lee's comic convention here. We oh, would wow. come in a superhero stage show. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, not nice. performance you, and to costuming.
1: You're going to have to give me the links to, you know, to those projects, Steve, if you can, and, you know, if, if they're available, because I'd like to definitely share them around uh, for people to to have a look at if they're interested in this. Uh, um, Ian, uh, you mentioned as well, just bouncing a little back to, to Crawley. Um, it is interesting. That, I guess that was why I was asking about, you know, are there any twists and takes, uh, different takes on the character's Or the story, because um, I have in my mind. We had uh, writer and director Caden Batera on uh, on the show a while ago. I'm not sure if you've seen any other Moon Knight fan films uh, out on the internet. Uh, He released one. uh, It's probably the most. Probably the most, uh, hits you'll probably, you know, if you do a search for Moon Knight fan film, that's probably the one. Um, but he got a lot of feedback. Let's just call it feedback. Um, for his, uh, creative license to change the costume. Um, now I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, and I don't want to dissuade you in any way. Um, but I guess are you prepared for, for like fan feedback, um, you know, with vigor?
0: <laughs> yes. So 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 it's funny you actually it's it's funny you mentioned that fan film because that is the uh, cuz I mean I I did a lot of just trying to research what was out there already, you know, uh what fan bases were out there, which is, you know, how I found this podcast. Uh and uh I so I did watch that and it's honestly I think the the one other well-made Moon Knight fan film out there and I and I do remember seeing all the the I mean, I guess you could call it backlash. Yep. Um, and uh, I, I've also uh, found posts from him, I guess, where he talked about why they changed it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting. And I've, I've actually, uh, talking with my overall vision uh, with Steve, we, I mean, we we go over stuff a lot. I've actually left a lot of the uh, costuming of Moon Knight, Mark Spector, etc., uh, that to him because – you know, I know he he has a lot of the knowledge into the comics, too. And, you know, as you even mentioned, you know, he even took that direction with, you know, the Mark Spector desert uh, wardrobe. You know, he knew exactly what he was doing. So I've left a lot of that to him and he just updates me on, you know, what's going on with it. But with the Crawley character, I I know for sure it is going to be the the one element that will very much conflict fans and i understand why that would be the case but it's also a reality that we're not disney and marvel (laughs) and we can't just do whatever we want (laughs) you know we don't have the funds we don't have the resources and it's like the just the circumstances pushed us in the direction and i as a filmmaker myself too having made lots of short films that plenty of people have not liked the reality is, I know, you can't please everybody. Mm. But sometimes it's... I I just kind of approach it as, I hope most fans are pleased by this fan film, yeah. Uh, despite the Crawley change. Because that is the, the one change we have just due to circumstance.
1: Yeah. Oh, look, I, I think at the end of the day as well, um, you should be able to do what what you want it is a fan film it's based on you know your your uh, fandom of the character you know it's a passion project as you say um I say no because I you know speaking to Caden when when he was mentioning about that kind of backlash um for the costume change uh it, it you know it can potentially be disheartening but you know again at the end of the day you have the freedom I guess to do that um it, it, it's your it's your project you know albeit the property is, is, is someone else's, but like, um, this is something that you've done, you've put in your, your blood, sweat, and tears into. Um, so I, I think, yeah, all for it, like, you know. Um,
0: yeah. well, and I guess partially too, is I think you don't know what Disney's gonna do to anything, yeah. They, I mean, they've been changing stuff left and right, yeah. So true. it's like, true, uh, we're, we're not doing anything crazier. Probably not even is as crazy as what Disney might do to a property that they have with Marvel. And we really did try to still stick to the heart of who the Crawley character is with the changes. I mean, I literally have pulled lines just, you know, adapting them into a sensible coherence in modern scenes straight from the comics. Yeah. And I've done that with numerous things in the in the fan film, which is I think something people really love. You know, pulling a lot of stuff that people would have read directly in the comics that will be right there on screen.
1: That sort of
2: stuff bring in those those elements that the fans are really going to enjoy. Um, But you know, like we were saying earlier, at the end of the day, with the fan films, people just have to remember you're you're working with limited means and mm-hmm. a lot of times you have people that are working for free so some sometimes you're giving the best that you have available to you and you know the fans can be hard to please but you know at the same time like you're saying this is this is our passion project yeah. i personally would love to do a Moon Knight origin story set in ancient Egypt where we learn more about Kanshu. Ah,
1: that'd be awesome. <laughs> with, with,
2: with Rami Malik I would love to see Rami Malik as ah, a, yep. who I would have cast personally. Um, I love Oscar Isaacs and I'm excited to see what he does, but you know, at, but like you're saying, at the end of the day, you know, we, were, we were trying to finally do this in a very difficult time to get anything going. Um, and we just decided that if we could find the right performer for the character, um, then it mattered less to, to us if they fit the you know, traditional look of the character.
1: Mm. I, I'm very interested to see how uh, how Crawley is, is portrayed. But like I know in safe hands, I mean, you know, speaking to you, both um obviously have a have a reverence to to the comic book material and yeah and granted uh you know there are some limitations when it comes to making i mean this is not like you know this is not like making a podcast which is relatively cheap <laughs> uh you're, you're this is a huge thing and i'm always kind of wowed at um at directors you know having to Organize every, like, that's such a big thing. You, you know, you've got to, um, there's so much you, you have to do. Um, speaking of which, uh, I just wanted to, like, go through, and maybe understand a, a little bit of the process. Now, you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, you're about a third in, but take us through, uh, I guess, pre-production you know storyboarding concepts stuff like that to to production to the scenes that you have shot um and uh stuff like i guess costume design uh in particular i want to kind of i want to know your thoughts on the iconic moon knight costume if we do see it you know Mm -hmm. at all uh, because that's a hard thing i think to put on screen but yeah take us through like uh pre-production production production, and what you hope for uh in post-production what you hope to do Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. So the, uh, the filmmaking process, that's always something I, have been doing it for so long now. Uh, this despite still being on the indie side. Sometimes I, I do forget that a lot of people uh, are, are not in the know of, you know, how it goes. Uh, and I, I'm always like, Oh, I, that's right. I need to remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so it, it's, it's been an interesting process, especially with this one, because typically what you really want to do usually with the film, you know, is, is to have the script done and then, you know, get it all planned out, get all the storyboards, everything else, before you start to really move into, you know, casting. And a lot of times you still end up with rewrites, you know, as you go. But uh, this one has been interesting because there's just so many moving pieces uh, with so much going on so many different times. It's kind of been a bit more of, like, sometimes my pre-production will still be happening for certain stuff later. We have to shoot while other things, production are still happening Um, because sometimes it's like, all right, uh, this is the window we have for, you know, shooting this, depending on who we have involved in the scene, uh, you know, who we have crew wise that we need, you know, the location we have, when do we have it? uh, And, it'll be easier to just focus on, you know, okay, here's that scene and not, not worry too much yet about exactly like, okay, here's this next scene we're going to be filming three weeks later. It's like, no, no, I can film this scene and then I can buckle down after that and really think about that scene. Uh, so it's, it's an interesting kind of like jumping around whereas usually when I'm making movies, it's like, all right, uh, here's a few days and, you know, two to three days, bam, we're done. You know, we got the whole thing shot, uh, that's usually how a lot of short films actually end up happening. Mm-hmm. But this one being, you know, so much more happening with limited resources and, you know, so much of so many people doing it for free, we really have to work around, you know, schedules and, you know, we don't have priority with, you know, some locations and things like that. Uh, as for post, uh, what's kind of cool is over the years i have been very fortunate to build up a, a small team of people, um, that I know, you know, people who do sound and editing and, you know, things like that in post-production. Uh, and what is cool is I, I've worked with an editor for the past seven years, uh, who has edited almost every short I've done since I've been out here in LA. And, uh, she actually works for a company, um, that is doing big stuff. Like she worked on the walking dead. She's working on that new, uh, isaac asimov show as an editor um so so she you know is doing it professionally and she's bringing that she actually cut together the the teaser trailer um and so bringing a lot of those people in to bring that extra level of quality to the to the project uh in post even after all the production is done
1: yeah
0: um but uh i think when it when it comes to if we're talking like stuff in production, props and costuming and, and uh, whatnot. Uh, I'm going to turn that over to Steve yeah, well, <laughs> because if, he's been working on that like yeah. no, crazy.
1: For sure, Steve. Uh, yeah, I want to definitely uh, ask about, um, you know, the mechanics behind uh, the costume and the stuff. But also how do like you mentioned as well, um, those m- – getting those movements in um, and also fight choreography. So how does that kind of factor in, in into the pre-production um, side of things with meeting up with the rest of the cast potentially?
2: Well, once we locked down what we wanted to do and we had the scenes, um, then it—you know I, I had to decide realistically who can I bring in to, to do this. Um, you know, we have a couple of fight scenes planned and it was very important to me to call in favors with a lot of the stunt community here in LA and people that I've worked with before that I know are just going to bring you know top-notch performances. So I, I know that I, I want the action to be very dynamic um, and we are kind of going a little darker and grittier direction with this um, than I think we're going to see on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so the the fighting styles are going to kind of be that same, and you know that that plays a part in costume design because then we we don't have the luxury of a lot of CGI and a lot of uh, you know like a, a whole design and wardrobe team. Um, so I kind of got to build the costuming around what we can afford and what I can basically do myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so building things that are also going to allow me to move with the fights. Um, you know, it's very hard to fight in a cape. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's really hard. Um, yeah. And especially if you're talking about a character that's going to have a very, you know, type of dynamic move. Mm-hmm. Superman doesn't need to be dynamic and super agile because, you know, well, he's, he's super. Flick powerful. of
1: a finger, <laughs> you know, he could knock you out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, So for me, I've I've looked at a lot of the different designs of the costume over the years. And, you know, I also looked at what were some of the things that, you know, they did in the MCU. But then also, like, other characters that are are somewhat of that, you know, relying on speed and agility um, outside of the the Marvel or, well, direct uh, superheroes. But like Snake Eyes, you know, that's still Mm -hmm. Marvel. But um, and other characters uh, then looking at what's kind of cutting edge right now in military tech with body armor, because I also, we we kind of wanted it to have a realistic element, so it's not, not just going to be a spandex and cloth suit. Um, you know, he is going to have a, he's a mercenary, he's a soldier, and, you know, he is going to have his gear. Um, so I started looking at things that would be both visually close to the you know to to the comic to where you know who this character is um but also both practical for us to film in and look like something that he would really have you know what i mean mm. yeah yeah no no it, it, egg on purpose i'm sorry
1: so what was this? a
2: big reveal um yeah. so i'm being egg about it but sure. uh yeah you know, <laughs> the key elements are there yes a cowl, a
1: hood—excellent. Mm-hmm. So
2: we we we've got weapons. We're going to see him utilizing different weapons. We're going to awesome. see, um, you know, the the teaser does show a couple of the the cave weapons.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and the other things is we, you know, there. I, I I'll save it for people to watch the teaser. But there was another prop that took a lot of figuring out how to make because we needed this shot.
1: Oh, and, and you didn't uh, have one. We did not.
2: <laughs> no. Wow. So, okay. That took me um, probably three to four months of trial and error. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Working on it quite a bit to get the finished look. That ended up being layers of paint and washes and all oh, look- sorts of.
1: It looks, um, looks very good. <laughs> I'm going to say that. So, um, listeners, if, if you want to know what, that you're going to have to watch the teaser. <laughs> so, right. yeah. To the
0: very. Oh, I was going to and if you go to the the Moon Knight origin social medias, as yeah. there, there is some some video talking about it
1: mm-hmm. as oh, well. Yeah. Yes, uh, definitely, um, <laughs> definitely, definitely go check it out as well. Um, look I, again for want not wanting to steal any thunder, but can I ask, um, both Ian and Steve, uh, another thing that, that's usually kind of always fun with, with fan films is potentially seeing another character. That's not potentially collected, connected to Moon Knight, but is in the Marvel universe. Is there anything on the cards there, or are we going to stay tight lipped on that? Um,
0: that I'd say that's all up in the air. Okay. That's what I'd say. <laughs> okay.
2: we, we, we have a few ideas, mm-hmm. uh, People that know their Moon Knight, if if they see the, pay attention to some of the names in the casting, they may see something familiar. Oh, um, they may not. That's you know? <laughs> uh, fair enough. Again, it, it really comes down to we we've decided that uh, we're doing this project either way, um, and we're, we've been pressing on. And with this this Indiegogo campaign, I mean, it it comes down to more money, more Moon Knight. um we we're we're really enjoying doing this project all the hardships aside at the end of (laughs) the end of the day um you know we've had some pretty interesting exhausting experiences doing this Mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day we we look at the footage and you know for me it's like i get to do this
1: yeah that's like cool that's like yeah yeah uh, look, just a few more questions before, uh, you know, wrap, I'm let you go because I don't want to take too much mm-hmm. of your time. Um, I guess uh, the first thing would be uh, what, I mean, out of all this, what what would you hope to, uh, for the Moon Knight fans to take away from this? Like, if, if there's something that you'd really want them to, uh, after watching, come away with, uh, what, what would that be?
2: You know, for me... I would say, I, I I want I want them to look at it and just looking from that trailer, I want them to get excited. I want to, you know, I want them to feel what I feel when I watch something that I'm really been looking forward to and get those goosebumps. And you know, just like that that connection, you know that that's ultimately what it is is finding that connection through a character that you know regardless of what our individual backgrounds are you know we love this character and that's that's kind of what
1: i'm hoping we Yeah, us nice. uh how about you uh ian
0: yeah i i mean i'd say i'd say similar i mean just that excitement uh especially with a character that has had so little screen time and really in comparison to a lot of other Marvel characters just so little time out there, just in general. Yeah. I mean, even at this point, it's like, I didn't even know what the Guardians of the Galaxy was until <laughs> James Gunn made a movie, yeah. and then I found out apparently it was one of the worst Marvel comics that ever existed. <laughs> and I'm like, and Moon Knight hasn't even, has only just about to see the light of day through Marvel.
1: Yeah, And yeah. it's,
0: you know, way more exciting. Mm. So, I, I think definitely that excitement, especially... Trying to bring some major characters to the screen. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and and then I guess just finally, if I can ask, I guess um, what kind of um, what kind of look would you uh, are you aiming for for this overall um, the style? I guess of the I don't know what I'm really saying. The aesthetics of the film. What kind of what are you aiming like to? to- mm-hmm.
0: I, I mean, I guess as you can probably tell from the teaser, at least obviously we're very much trying to make it cinematic. Yep. Um, I I think to an extent, uh, I always wanted it to look cinematic enough that, despite having less resources, it could it could feel closer towards something from a bigger company, mm-hmm. um, and then also just going into this idea of it, it's not just an origin story. It really also does have a, a focus on the, the action centric aspects of Moon Knight and his personalities. And we have actually worked in ways, even if at times it's small to see the different ways that each personality moves, even Jake Lockley, like how does he move differently than, you know, even Mark Spector does. Um, and of course some of the cinematic look it very much helps having you know these cinematic locations mm-hmm. that we've been able to get to um, but there, there's definitely this balance between that you know having that action focus but also have it being focused on that you know story of you know essentially the, the Mark Spector Moon Knight journey mm-hmm. you know Mark Spector to Moon Knight But it's essentially this back and forth of seeing, you know, who he was and who Moon Knight is now.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, But it's definitely going to going to also have that grittiness. So, you know, a gritty action centric um, character focused film, essentially. Cool.
1: And and sorry, there was just yeah, one other thing, one last question. It was dangling mm-hmm. in the back of my mind. Um, and again, if you can divulge, uh the span of it. So we know origins, but you also mentioned the likes of Crawley and Gina. Um so what's the time span of, of the film? What what can fans look forward to mm-hmm. uh, from the time uh seeing the Statue
0: of Conchu up until um I, I mean essentially we're we're playing with uh with a back and forth timeline. Okay. So 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 essentially playing with the, you know, present now that, you know, Moon Knight's a bit more established Mm -hmm. and the past of, you know, exploring that that journey of, you know, how Moon Knight became Moon Knight with some uh, with with some takes on, you know, the ideas of, you know, how he found his weapons and things like that uh, and how that may have, you know, inspired him later on becoming, you know, the avatar vengeance of Conchu.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, well, uh, yeah. Pl- plenty to look forward to then as well. Like, it, yeah. it didn't occur to me. I don't know why, but, um, just looking at the trailer and, and you know, Moon Knight origins, I I was just imagining just the basically the origin, but, um, having the back and forth, I mean, of course that, that makes sense. So, uh, plenty <laughs> to, plenty yeah, to look forward
2: to. See him as Moon Knight, um, and, you know, like we were saying earlier, you know, this this process has been a little different than a lot of standard filmmaking, because we keep coming up with scenes that we're like, oh, we, we could do this. Ah, one,
1: Right. We've yeah.
2: Got the already. We've got the gear. You know, we could sneak a night in here and there. Um, uh, so you get to end up getting to see even more of the backstory before he's putting on the suit. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's we, we've got a good bit of. Good bit in there uh, we'd love to be able to delve more into some of the other characters just you know, it is a short film yeah. maybe some can do a feature length.
1: yeah I oh, know well it, it certainly sounds like a very exciting venture uh, looney listeners mm-hmm. again I urge you to to check out the indieGogo page check out the social media pages uh, Facebook Instagram as well uh, Ian Steve, thank you so much for, um, for for taking your time to to come onto the show which has uh, been really cool.
0: Yeah, I uh, I just I wanted to just tease real quick. Yep. We sh- we should have some tease, some teasing images of Moon Knight soon. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, I'm I'm going to have to lurk behind your social media pages <laughs> and uh, <laughs> once I get them I'll post them up uh for share them onto our social media platforms, but uh nice. That's very cool. Um, but, yes, no, uh, thank you so much, guys, for, for taking your time. Uh, I, I can't wait to, to see it. And, uh, and yeah, listeners, you have about a week or so, maybe a little bit over a week uh, to, you know, to throw some throw some dosh, <laughs> I mean, not Origins <laughs> way. Um, but a huge thank you to both of you guys.
0: No, thank you. That was fun.
1: You
2: really enjoyed it.
0: Hey everyone, this is Brian, the host of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And since 2017, Inner Demons has been the best place on the web for news, reviews, and regular discussion with our listeners about Marvel's Spirit of Vengeance, Ghost Rider. You can find us on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast catchers, as well as on Twitter, at InnerDemonsGR. Remember, listening to your Inner Demons is not always a bad thing. Right on.
2: Hello, everyone. This is Steve Huff. I'm the fight choreographer and we'll be playing Mark Spector, Moon Knight and Jake Lockley and Moon Knight Origins. And you're listening to the Into the Night podcast.
1: Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is uh, just on the flip side of that awesome chat I had with Ian, uh, uh, Ian Adama and Steve Huff uh, from Moon Knight Origins. A really fun uh, really fun chat to get to know those guys and to learn a lot more about their Moon Knight project. Uh, so as mentioned, this is like a, a bonus episode. It's kind of, you probably noticed, it's kind of slipped in. Uh, a little before our usual programming, uh, so next phase uh, we'll be back on schedule uh, doing our idle chat, which will be very—I uh, guess it will drop very quickly after after this one. Um, and I am joined by fellow Aussie, big Moon Knight fan himself, Andrew Shaw, uh, and we'll be looking at um, Moon Knight's fighting skills. As the weekly topic, that's an interesting one uh, Just to see where he kind of factors in Compared to the rest of the the Marvel characters In the Marvel Universe Hand to hand, street level So we got some feedback there from a lot of loonies So, so looking forward to that um, as uh, as mentioned in in the chat with Ian and Steve, uh, look there are links in our show notes uh, of uh, both Ian and Steve's work, uh, as well as links to the Indiegogo page where you can consider funding the uh, helping to pledge uh, the the Moon Knight Origins fan film. Uh, it, it certainly sounds like a good uh, good venture. The teaser uh, looks looks brilliant so it's it's worth uh, worth checking out Looney's I urge you Um, hopefully these guys can get across the line and hopefully we see a finished product but all the links will be there as well as their social media platforms uh, on Facebook and Instagram uh as always, another big thank you to our Patreon members. So on Patreon.com slash ITK Moon you too can become a Patreon member or a Patroni, as I like to call it. Uh, I like to call our Patreon members. Uh, and uh, just check out our bonus incentives. Uh, and um, hopefully there's plenty there for you to choose from, uh, as well as uh, being uh, there being enough incentives for you to, to consider, maybe throwing some coin. And look, I always just love that you are listening to the show, and I cannot be... Uh, grateful enough for that in any instance. Uh, also as well, uh, Hello Headphones, one of our sponsors, if you use the code ITK ITKMOONNIGHT, you will get a 10% off their online store for all your audio and headphone needs uh, and dreamland comics from illinois if you use the code moon you'll get 20 percent off their online store so any of your back issues that you are missing any of your mark specters any of your fist of conchus go hit up dreamland comics uh, we're also affiliate members of entertainment earth so any of your action figure needs uh, check them out uh, links in our show notes if you use that uh, that will help that will help prop up the show too And finally, we are members of The Collective. Look, it's an informal podcast network. Uh, We haven't got, like, a dedicated page for it. You know, we all aren't under the same, I guess... Domain name, um, but we we do help each other. So you'll see a lot of crossovers. Uh, you see a lot of plugs for the other shows as well, and they're highly recommended. So the likes of Adelan Rising, a comic book podcast, or if you look towards uh, say the Signal of Doom a comic and, and geek culture podcast, and uh, and finally TV podcast industries. Those great blokes over there, Derek, John, and Chris, are doing tireless work uh, to bring you the best content and discussion for TV shows and movies. Uh, and you can contact us if you want to. Uh, let us know uh, your thoughts on uh, the Moon Knight Origins. Are you excited for it? Uh, if you have any other questions, just drop us a line, email itkmoon at gmail.com. We got a Facebook page and group. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, get Vocal. We have a website, a new website coming very soon, and uh, and also on Podchaser. And as always If you do consider writing in a a review for the show on either Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, that will really be um, beneficial and and would be very, very much appreciated. It will just help us get out there. For any other loonies that may not know about the podcast uh, and listen to podcasts. So anyway... Looney listeners, thank you, um, thank, you <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for joining. Thank uh, you for that. Thank you for joining and listening to uh, to a really cool discussion. Hopefully, uh, it will kind of get the juices flowing. Um, uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you very shortly for our episode 226 with Andrew. Uh, but before that, may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch ya